You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome everyone to the Quarter Life Crisis. This is the podcast where we talk about all the shit that you face when you're in your 20s, your mid-20s, as you approach 30, and maybe when you're in your 30s as well. Uh, my name is Soraya. And I'm Daryl. And today we're talking about the F word. Finance. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so in our last episode, we we're talking about our travels. And then we said today we talk about how we finance our travels. And then we started kind of exploring not just how we finance our travels, but just money and mm-hmm. finances in general yeah. so um, I guess my first question then would be how do you save your money what what, do you, what what kind of accounts do you have you know well I don't think so I'm too particular when it comes to, to accounts and I think I'm way too lazy to do the whole balance book and all that bullshit oh, wow no way <laughs> <laughs> but for me it's really simple I've got two bank accounts mm-hmm. right one's for my savings and expenses and one more is solely travel money okay so, so you have yeah. you legitimately have like your travel fund yeah so if I know I'm gonna go for a trip like in the next half year mm-hmm. I put that money there first. So that is priority. And my expenses and whatnot come after that. That's a really good system to make sure that you always have enough for a trip because I keep hearing, you know, like a lot of my friends, I am broke, I cannot travel. I was like uh, asking a friend of mine, hey, come lah, come to Singapore lah, just for just for the weekend lah. And she was like, oh, I'm broke, I'm broke. I'm, why are you always broke one, you know? So <laughs> I think if you consistently put money in your travel fund, that ensures you always have that, mm. you have something, right? And, and, and I think for, for me, I'm not sure about you, but I before the show, you're telling me, I would rather turn the page before I worry about something else. So if I'm, if I'm thinking about travel, I'm going to put that first because Instead of like, you know, working hard and later slogging for extra money for, for travel because I'm going to fly in the next one month mm-hmm. or so. So I'd rather have it ready already half year in advance so that I don't have to think about anything of that later on. That is so disciplined, Daryl. Most <laughs> most people do that with like, oh, my child's education fund. But you're like, no, I'm doing this with my travel fund, which I think is great. I think it's great because that's actually, yeah, that's not how I do it. Which And now I'm like rethinking. How do you do it then? Well, my accounts, I have two as well. Yeah. One of them was like, uh, <laughs> my joint account that I used to have with my mom. So I've got that. It's no longer a joint account. It's mine. My salary goes into that one. Um, and I try and, you know, build up a bit of a cushion there. Uh, it's not it's not a massive cushion mm-hmm. at all. But I, I try and I try not to dip into it too much. Lah. Right. And then every month I will transfer a chunk out of there into my other account. And that's the one I try and use. It's linked to my debit card. So that's more like, I guess you could say that's like my current account. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I go about it. Well, Troy, you've got two accounts. How do you budget your monthly expenses then? Oh, I don't budget at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know everyone's like, that's the number one rule of managing your finances. Yeah. Drop a budget and stick to it. Yeah, broken both of those rules. I never do it. I try, but I just can't. I can't. So what you do? So you get your salary every month. Mm-hmm. You transfer a certain portion out to your savings. Um, so I'll do all my essential transfers first. Like right. I transfer some to my parents. I'm paying my car loan off, right. so I do that as well. And then I uh, transfer a little bit out to my current account. And then I just try and stick to that. 
all right. the time. Yeah. Well, I think it's way more organized than me. <laughs> what so do you do? My salary goes into my account, right? I pay off my my mom, my parents actually. They're actually my biggest expenses every month. <laughs> so I pay to them. I pay off my rent. I pay off whatever I need, whoever I owe, whatever not. I get that done. And then that same account, assuming my traveling account is already topped up to how much I actually need, mm-hmm. then I just take out from that one account every, every time. So that is considered my non-traveling expenses account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you find that it tends to be enough or do you always find yourself like creeping back to the account well, and picking out more money? Well, the thing is like, I mean, touch wood, I'm really fortunate it's always been enough thus far because mm-hmm. I think I'm really, really careful with how much I take out. I mean, I don't record it down, but I make sure it's always not splurging. Okay. Right? Well, that's really good. Mm. That's that Again, very disciplined. <laughs> Unless I'm drunk. Oh. <laughs> it's like, drinks on me. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened a few times. Well, yeah. So I, I spend from that account and... Every month, uh, obviously, after your salary goes in and then you spend, I always expect a certain amount more into my account, even after the expenditure of the whole month. So at least I know I have savings from the previous month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I know, okay, I've spent reasonably well. But it's good that you can live frugally and, Mm -hmm. you know, not overspend. Yeah. But you don't, you tend to not write anything down after you you spend, right? I'm just way too lazy (laughs) for that. I I have so many friends who have all this budget tracker app and I, th- I think I have one friend who even has a, like a ledger oh. right to, to, to record down exactly how much he spends and how much he earns and mm-hmm. whatnot but oh, oh my god I, I don't have time for that you yeah know? I just, just kind of I have friends also I think I have this friend who every time will go out right mm-hmm. she'll whip out this small book I'm like what's that and then she starts writing in it this is what I spend money on I just bought a drink mm-hmm. and I'm like do you really have to record it now really but she she's it, it takes so much discipline right but she does it anyway meanwhile I haven't seen a ledger book since Kamahir and Hidup Day. <laughs> I don't want to ever see one again. So, I, yeah, I'm not disciplined when it comes to writing down my expenses. Yep. I don't have a budget tracker. Mm-hmm. I don't even draw up a budget before the month starts. To, Amen to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so far, it's been okay. Like, I, I, as long as I know that I'm not splurging mm-hmm. too much, as long as I see, okay, la, I still have some money. La, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's, right. yeah. <laughs> it's not the best way to go about it. Yeah. If you out there listening are more disciplined than me or Daryl, then I do recommend, you know, at least setting aside a budget for yourself. Well, which reminds me though, (laughs) just now when I was speaking about how I should always feel comfortable with what's left in in, in my account by the end of the month after I spend, I was just thinking, oh my God, after I came back from traveling, I just moved into a new apartment. So, you know, when you move into a new apartment, you've got freaking deposits, you've got down payment for your stupid internet and whatnot. (laughs) So it feels like shit. Yeah, yeah, to see what it was, you know, and then what it has dwindled to. Two weeks of (laughs) travelling, moving into a new apartment. Oh my God, it's it's been such an expensive month. But while we're on the topic of apartment and and stuff, right, Soraya, in your opinion... I think, what, you're almost 30, right? I am. Don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) What's your take on having properties at at our 
quarter life age you know everyone around me is doing it mm. like my high school group right we just we just got together for some drinks couple weeks back and one was like and one of them was just like yeah 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 i just bought a house uh, in cheras and, and then she was telling us she knew about all these new properties coming up all the developers and she's like come on let's just go and look i'm like you just bought a house girl well you want to buy another one already and she's like no no just go and look only lot like a lot of my friends take pleasure in scoping out what the market has to offer right. and just 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 checking out what's what's available the price points they knew all the jargon mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. knew to ask hey this security here how many tiers i'm like how huh? what tier what do you mean tiers like But how good the security is how good like how many sort of like levels like you know yeah, how like many one without a gun one with a baton and one more with a pistol <laughs> <laughs> well not quite it was like first you have the card then the card goes here and then you tap here and you swipe here <laughs> and then you know a security guard comes up maybe with a baton i don't know <laughs> but yeah it was they were really they were quite technical about it they're very in the know mm. and yeah that's one of my friend groups and meanwhile here i am just i just moved out from my parents house this year at the start of the year i've been renting for half a year now really 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 happy. I'm okay to continue doing that for a little while, maybe this the rest of this year and the next. But my parents are definitely getting to that point where they're like, "Hey, see all your friends buying houses. Why don't you want to buy a house of your own instead of throwing really away?" Pressuring, isn't it? Yeah, and they're just like, "You're throwing money away every month. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather channel that towards something of your own?" They always tell me the same thing, but my my stand is always the same though. Mm-hmm. Well, the rent that I'm paying for my apartment right now, yes, I could pay for an installment if I want to buy my own place. But then again, the whole idea of getting stuck and the whole idea of yeah. getting just trapped because yeah. of this mortgage rate <laughs> just ah it's that that's what it is especially when we were talking about loans and they're like yep 35 years and I'm like oh my god 35 35 plus my age right now which is almost I don't 30. even know if I live that long I know I know you know I can't picture myself at 65 I just can't like I don't want to imagine it but I I cannot imagine forking out that money every single month what what about my job like what if I don't have a consistent job right. and I miss my payments like what happens then well at least think of that like i am always thinking like shit you know what if one day i i probably end up in a different country exactly. or if i get an opportunity else what am i going to do because i have all these commitments it, it makes me think twice if i want to hop jobs or if i want to you know leave a certain job yeah you might get stuck in a in your comfort zone because you're like what if i cannot what if i cannot guarantee that my income in a new job yeah. will be able to service my loan well you 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 mentioned that you had friends who go out scouting and all i'm assuming yeah. they all around your age they're all yeah we're all the same age well you don't have to go too far i've had i've i've had friends from when i was even 23 years old oh, wow. st- who who actually start thinking of getting a car getting a house as soon as they get out of university mm-hmm. and to me it's like oh my god you, you're so brave you know <laughs> like <laughs> i i know it's just such a massive commitment i mm-hmm. mean are you a commitment phobe i'm not really a commitment phobe in, in other ways but when it comes to this it's just it's terrifying mm mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I'm a bit of a commitment phobe. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of mortgages, right? You have a car, do you? I do, I do. Yeah. How painful is it? Right now, it's still fairly new. Like it's about four years old. Yeah. Four years old, so still mm-hmm. can lie. You know, yeah. it's still a baby. It's still behaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very fortunate because my mom said, "Okay, I'll buy the car first, and you pay me back." Mm-hmm. So I don't have to pay interest. All right. So when I service my car loan, I'm just paying it to my mom. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which is really, really generous of her. Yeah. To do that lah, because now it's totally interest free, and I will be done with that loan soon. Oh yeah. wow, but, that's quick. Yeah. Well, but anyhow, like I think mine is somewhat similar. So, like 
I'm driving my mom's car, but it's about what? It's 2006. It's about what? 13 mm. years old. Ooh, today. is that the point where it's already like you know, kind of worn down and? Yeah, it's kind of worn down, and and it's it's the time where you know you get like really small leaks and one or two things start breaking down, and and you know Japanese cars, and as soon as they get older, mm-hmm. you want to find parts. It's a bit difficult. That's one. Number two, Japanese car parts are, are kind of expensive as well, right? So I think aside from my parents, my car is my second biggest <laughs> <laughs> expenditure every month. <laughs> the servicing that's one and then like I think a month ago I drive a Honda City and the, the VTEC broke down so I didn't know how how crazy it was so it started with a small leak so I, I was assuming it's probably some cap or, or some yeah, something that was loose just something loose little did I know it was a major component of the engine so it costed me 800 bucks oh. out of the blue and that, and that mind you was, was like a couple weeks before I was going to Myanmar <laughs> oh wow yeah. okay so that, that that really took a toll mm. and then your regular services like how much do you pay every time you service car well it depends on on how much shit there is in the car so a regular basis it's about 100 ish mm-hmm. but well most times it's not just the 100 ish there's always yeah. something that comes along yeah, the always, way always always and then your mechanic yeah. will be like hey come on upgrade this for you and you're like oh sounds good i mean that's you what get I, that always well, uh? well the last time i went it was just because my tire just tire panchila yeah so they couldn't they, i got there and they're like hey you need to change both your tires and i'm like, really okay because i don't know <laughs> i'm not well versed right. in the, the, the operations of a car like you know how yeah. a car works I'm no mechanic uh, I, w- I wish I could be one yeah. so that I could at least know whether they're calling me or not lah. but they were like okay we need to change this and also by the way that needs to be changed and then I'm like wow that's a lot of things but I trust you <laughs> and I just <laughs> said okay and it was a lot the bill was huge Yeah. all because I got suckered into paying for all these things mm. but I still don't know whether I really needed them or not Well, I, I'm lucky because like my mechanic is trustable and he doesn't con me. I usually tell him what I need to fix because I understand the works of a car. So if I know that that something wrong, I'll tell him to fix that. So okay. he doesn't like like grip me off, for example. <laughs> okay, like give me your mechanic's number. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on something that you said earlier about how your parents cost you the most money every month. They are your biggest expense. Yeah. I think that that's something we used to never think about. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, it was like your parents were your ATM. Right. Right. And now it's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, but at, at this, we're at that age where we're starting to think, okay, I need to support my parents. I've got to contribute to the family. And you, you just feel this obligation. Lah. Well, I think in a way, yeah. For me, I think I don't have any any mortgages. So I, I don't pay for a house loan. I'm using my mom's car. So I don't have any sort of com- financial commitment. Mm-hmm. And most of the bulk of my payment goes to my parents, number one. Well, yeah, I feel uh, there's a need to, to give them back. Yeah. But I think the biggest <laughs> contributor to that was because my parents ask me wow. <laughs> all the time. Like, no, Daryl, <laughs> as soon as you get out of university, you get a job, you, you get paid really well. We didn't study that hard. So we, we get re- average paying jobs. Make sure you support me, your dad, and also your sister. So, wow. well, I mean, how do you say no to that? So, I mean, like, in a way, yes, I genuinely want to give. So uh, I, I completely have no problems mm-hmm, with same. that. But mind you, Every now and then though Every time when, when You're about to fork out that money And give to your parents You you can get a bit ignorant And you, and you tend to forget Why you're doing that So sometimes It's like You know Oh my god My parents are so expensive But 
<laughs> when you go back and you st- and then you spend some time with them and you talk to them like you know well yeah whatever I give to them you're you know, worth the investment <laughs> yeah exactly like like you know you spend so much on me and then I go to my room at home I see the amount of toys that my parents have gotten Aww. me it's like oh man you know what I, this is nothing yeah huh? you developed a human being oh yeah you put so much into this this <laughs> me my development you're so proud of yourself yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well how, how about you Shreya how about your parents Um, so my parents were you know they 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 also just like you mine also um invested a lot into me my education especially education um just development over the years like kung fu class piano class kung fu ba- wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all of that ballet class even you know i'm obviously really grateful but they never what i'm also quite grateful for was that they ne- they never set me down I'm like okay ah, you give us money you've got to give us money when you start earning they were really they kind of i guess they mm, you know maybe they trusted in themselves that they had put enough into me and brought up a good person who right. would, you know just just be a good girl who would be like okay i want to give you money every month you know from the bottom of my heart i'm sincere um and i think it worked because they never really pushed me to give them money but i always want to right um and we just came back from a family holiday mm-hmm. and like we were fighting to pay for stuff like my dad and i would fight because like i would want to pay the bill he's like no 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 he like said to one waitress hey don't give the bill to her i'm the dad you know it was so <laughs> but but i felt so like i really wanted to chip in wow <laughs> is this the opposite? Is this the opposite of you? No, no, not really. Like you also well, want to chip in, I, right? But yeah, but, but like, like I said, I sometimes can get a bit ignorant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you, all you need is just a knock in your head, and then you realize, you know, it's yeah. nothing. You know. Yeah, it's something that also varies from person to person. Because mm. I also have friends who are just like, "What? Give my parents money? No need lah. I didn't ask to be born." Well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say that that having that sort of mindset is wrong or right. But mm-hmm. I think many people have have a very different different sort of dynamics when they grow yeah. up because i know like many of my friends who don't contribute because their they're parents don't want to accept right and their parents are fine yeah and their parents are probably way well off than than they are mm-hmm. so probably it doesn't matter to them but mm-hmm. like it really depends on your genuinity like i guess yeah you know? and i guess each family situation even if you're really comfortable in your retirement you're mm-hmm. like oh, i don't really need my kids to look after me i mean which parent would also say no to a really sincere offering from their child. Oh, come on, let me just give you something yeah. every month, you know, or at least to pay for meals. So since we're on the topic of parents, we're getting all warm and fuzzy talking about them now. <laughs> Did your parents ever um teach you about financial management, how to deal with your money? Um financial management in what sense? So like, uh... Um just, you know, how to handle your savings. Um you should invest in XYZ. Did they ever encourage mm. you to do things like that? Well, I don't think so. My 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 parents really did sit me down and tell me this is how you're supposed to save money how, how many percent supposed to go where to where something I think I figured out along the way when I was in university when I really got to manage my own finances based on the certain money which my parents give me mm-hmm. so I think it's something which I picked up along the way but speaking of investments no I've not had any exposure but investment is something that pops up every now and then uh, among my friends because like I- I'm 25 right and most of us have been working for the past 2-3 years and I think we are, we are capable enough to invest in in some places that we want to but i to be really honest have not invested in any anything yet because my sole investments for the past few years has gone to to my trips and mm-hmm. travels mm-hmm. but yes i definitely do want to because like i i don't know if it's peer pressure or what but everyone does that and the more we speak about it the more interesting and the more lucrative it sounds mm-hmm. but obviously you need certain amount of knowledge mm-hmm. but 
yeah it's something i think which i really have to pick up and i have no experience whatsoever how about mm. you soraya i guess my par- well my parents never like also sat me down and were like this is financial planning 101 we're mm. going to learn how you're going to manage your money it was not really stuff like that but i think from a young age it was very like when it came to giving us our allowance yeah. it was all there was a sort of understanding of how money works and you need to be able to budget to make i remember when my allowance was 2 ringgit you know in yeah. primary school you need to budget properly to make sure that you have this to last a week so from a young age also my brother and I were doing like commercials and voiceovers so we oh, were wow. earning right. yeah from about the age of 5 years old obviously as a 5 year old you don't know what to do when someone pays you like 200 ringgit for a commercial um so they were the ones managing it putting it into my savings and building up this nice cushion which then they said okay Saraya when I was maybe about in my teens we're going to invest in unit trusts so that's been my investment for the past at, at least like 15 10 to 15 years I think yeah. I should know this but I don't because <laughs> I let them handle it yeah. um, I mean what I do now is I just put the money into Unitrust well, yeah. but they definitely kickstarted it for me right and if they hadn't done that I wouldn't have done anything yeah How yeah. about share market? Oh uh, no no. Like when I first joined Astro, pe- my friends were all like, "Oh, let's buy Astro shares." And I was like, "How do you even do that?" So I never I never explored it. Yeah. Buying shares and the stock market is just something I've zero experience in. Mm-hmm. All right. So that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I th- I think another thing that I don't know if we might have in common is, you know, much earlier in the episode I spoke about how I always like to get payments out of the way. So yeah. if I want to save for a travel six months down the road, I put the money now itself so that mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Six months. So that sort of like I I have a problem when it comes to thinking about debts, right? Mm-hmm. So I I I don't know how you feel about that, but like I just hate it when I owe someone because it it bugs me, right? Yeah. So which is why up until today I've always refused to sign up for a credit card. Oh, same. Right. Same. For me, I just don't like the shadow of debt. Just right. like you, I'm I'm very debt averse. Mm-hmm. I don't like the shadow of debt looming over me. Mm-hmm. If you know, like yesterday I owed my friend thirty ringgit, and I just. I I just had to quickly open up my my app and transfer her the money straight away because I was like if I don't do if I don't do this now I will forget and it'll yeah. be you know or it will bother me I haven't transferred her the money I haven't I haven't I haven't so I don't like that shadow But the funny fact is like for people like us we think we may forget but we'll never forget because it'll keep <laughs> looming in your head But that's that's true it it, w- it will be in your head but then that's also not pleasant right because mm-hmm. then you have yeah. to just you have to keep being reminded of that Yeah Um so yeah every time I'm in a mall you know and some guy with his shirt tucked in you know looking presentable comes in me see one credit card I just run away right. I'm just like no thanks I want to stick to my debit card right. just like you I like knowing that okay this is a transaction I've paid for something I've received it I want to close that chapter yeah exactly and right and move on to the next like I think for me the whole reason why I don't want a credit card is because I don't think I need it if I want to pay for something I I could pay using my debit card anyway yeah right? and you will still get what you need and the money yeah. will have already changed hands it's and well, yeah people have always said oh no with the, with the credit card you could get your points and <laughs> not but <laughs> yeah. like yeah you know how much points can you collect i mean if you don't want to spend so much if if you splurge every month then probably points would do you help but mm-hmm. i don't know if with, with the amount of expenditure that i have every month i don't think so there's many <laughs> points i can collect anyway <laughs> for example my air asia big points i've been yeah. flying in asia how many flights i flew with them already still so few points cannot even redeem like one flight you know exactly so i'm just like okay then <laughs> our points points are not this magical thing that i want to accumulate at mm-hmm. all because I, i can't i don't seem to be able to get much from them 
time. I mean, I've also heard, yes, you can get a good credit score, but I really don't want to have to deal with credit card bills. It's horrible, right? I know, on top of water bill, electricity bill, Netflix bill, internet bill. I'm just like, oh, no, please, no more bills, no more bills. I don't want to deal with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at least you have a Netflix bill. I don't, <laughs> I, I steal accounts. <laughs> oh, that's how you make sure that you keep your costs low. <laughs> I pinch them accounts and then I rotate them in case they get full. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start learning from you, Daryl. So we've had money on the mind this whole episode. Um, and I guess for both of us, something that took a huge chunk out of our finances this year was the same thing. It was moving out. Moving out. out. Oh right. my God. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. We'll be discussing moving out in our next episode of the Quarter Life Crisis. So stay tuned and bye-bye. Bye. Bye.